Formula One returned to the United States this weekend for the first ever Miami Grand Prix around the car park of the Hard Rock Stadium, which apparently holds, I think, seven or eight Super Bowls. Mm. Yeah, it's a sport I care nothing about, so we'll yep, leave same. that there. <laughs> As you just heard, I'm joined on this week's show by Nick. Hello. No Tom this week, so this will be brief, I think. <laughs> no, no fluff on this week's show. So, first ever Miami Grand Prix and uh, what is a custom design racetrack, which obviously had to fit in quite a tight space around the stadium. There's water on one side, there's a freeway on the other, there's the stadium on the other side, so I think I've done a reasonable job getting a track in there. Yeah, I didn't think the track was too bad. Um, there was the fiddly bits, which were just too annoying, hmm. but considering what the constraints they had to work with, I think they did pretty good job with it yeah I mean I don't think you can really complain compared to some of the other modern tracks that have been designed mm. um, there's two free overtaking opportunities on a track which is more than most yeah sector 1 as you say looked quite fast sector 3 was the big braking zone at the end of a long feel long straight yes sector 2 with that really weird chicane in the middle yeah that's the only bad bit, but apparently that is all they can do in that area because of the space they have. Mm. But we'll see. They're open to making changes for next year, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, the the feedback for the drivers was kind of mixed. Mm. The one consistent was the, the exit of turn 14, where there was two crashes and practice and qualifying, just as you're going up the hill to that little uh, chicane. Yeah. Um, where Ocon, I think, had a 51G impact mm-hmm. in qualifying with a concrete wall, which, considering he was only doing, what, about 80 miles an hour? Yeah. That's a hell of an impact. Yeah, it wasn't a big crash to look at, was it? But it was a big impact on the car, and it cracked the chassis as well. Mm. So they, they, he had a completely new car, I think, for Sunday, because that was qualifying, yeah. he, he had his crash. Uh, Bottas crashed at an hour part of the track, I think around it turn 12 maybe um, or turn 8, sorry and then I think there was another crash here, was it Sainz? Yeah, it Sainz was the first one to do it where Ocon did. Yeah he, he was still sore two days later and, as yeah. well, so yeah, that'll be getting some Tech Pro next year Yes, I'm surprised they couldn't just do it there and then, but I don't know if Tech Pro has to be secured or what. I don't know if it's just dumped in front of it yeah. No idea. Yeah, it's strange that because it was a complaint throughout the weekend and nobody did anything about it, so I assume there was a reason. Yeah. yeah. Aside from that, I think the track was pretty good. It, the only thing is, it doesn't have any elevation, which is always a bit of a downer for a track, but what do you expect from a car park? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All things considered, not bad. Mm-hmm. So, quite quality roundup. Um, the usual suspects of Williams at the back, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kev Magnussen didn't make it out of Q1. Ocon didn't participate at all due to his yeah. crash. Uh, Schumacher got through to Q2, so it qualified his teammate. Uh, unfortunately, lost George Russell though in Q2. It was a bit of a shock because then he was fastest on Friday. Yeah. The it car looked w- terrible for him in qualifying, though. It looked all over the place. 
Yeah, listen to the Mercedes guy speak about it. They seem to have no clue what happened because they mm. they had the setup that was kind of working on Friday. They decided to push a little harder, and then when it wasn't working, they tried to revert back to the Friday setup, and it just mm-hmm. didn't work. Yes. So they have no understanding of that car, it seems. Uh, no, none at all. It looks that um, it's clearly very sensitive to setup, and I wonder if the. I assume there were some differences in temperature or cloud cover or something that might have been the reason, but I can't think why else the same yeah. setup just wouldn't work. Apart from the track rubbering in, maybe, but it still mm. should work to some degree. Yeah, that was bizarre. Well, someone then go up to six, being his old teammate Valtteri Bottas, and it was a Ferrari one two with Clark taking pole. Mm. I think. I know it's, it changes week to week, but the Ferrari looks like the better car in quality. Yeah. Like quite a lot of margin. Although Max did make a mistake in his last run, which cost him. But just when you see the Ferrari going round on a one lap, you just think that's that's got it nailed. Mm. There were issues for Max in free practice as well, I believe, then, which limited his running. So they weren't able to fully set the car up properly for him, I think. Yeah, but I do agree in general the Ferrari definitely looks quicker over a single lap or yeah. at least more drivable and quicker over a single lap the Red Bull mm. looks a little bit more nervous during qualifying yeah and there's probably a bit more on the edge their, their main advantage is also the straight lane speed which will, will come in the race mm-hmm. um, I think that's probably it for qualifying and then we got to the highlight of the weekend, which was Martin Brundle's good walk, <laughs> which uh, went as well as an American good walk. Oh, it normally goes for him. Yeah, at least he wasn't attacked by a security guard. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, he managed to speak to, was it Venus Williams or Serena Williams? He got one of them, the one that rejected him a few years ago. He got. That so was, I didn't see this, but Serena's the one that he's tried to interview several times before. That's it, it'll be Serena then, because he finally got her. Mm. Um, and then he, he tried to get Patrick Mahomes, but I think Patrick <coughs> Mahomes was sitting about 3,000 miles away. Yeah. <laughs> so he got someone else. Uh, he got DJ Coward, which was an experience. <coughs> and then he got a random man on the grid who had his shirt, well, his shirt open so his chest was up. Yeah, the social media legend. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows who he is. No, no. Brilliant. It was just peak British sarcasm as Martin's yeah. walking around, doesn't know what's going on, who anyone is, or why he's there. I was half expecting to see The Rock. He got David Beckham. Yes, didn't he ignore him to start with and then he managed to get a word with him afterwards? So yeah. I heard, but I didn't see. Well, he was speaking to him as the national anthem was going on, so I think ah, that was, that no, was probably why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I was surprised The Rock wasn't there, or at least I didn't see him, because it was in his hometown, and he normally likes to mooch off any sport event he can. True. He's probably filming one of his many thousands of films that he's doing at the moment, though. <laughs> yeah. It would be Fast and Furious, because they've fallen out, isn't it? But it'll be, yep. it'll be some sort of thing where he's in a jungle, in like a tan yep. shirt. Yeah, or with his top off. Or <laughs> I mean, can't blame him, I'd do that if I was him. True. <laughs> So, after the excitement of the good walk, we are gone to the race, and it was a reasonable start for everyone, but Max mm. 
Mouse, quite clever. He put himself on the outside and Carlos got pinned on the inside behind Charles. Yeah. And uh, he was just able to go around the outside of him. Yeah, because at first viewing, I was thinking to myself, yeah, science should have pushed him out more, but when you look, he really didn't have any option in that. He couldn't do much else because Charles was in front of him. Um, and Max was fully alongside, so he couldn't do anything to push him out of the way. No. It was, he just put himself in a place where he... It was, mm. it was controlled by Charles, essentially, at that point. Yeah. Whatever Charles breaked, he had to he had to basically anticipate and go wherever. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Hamilton didn't go wherever in his breaks. He almost hit the back of one of the Red Bulls. He got yeah. pinned up then straight on the apex and uh, let a couple of cars pass. Then Alonso hit his back left tyre. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah. oh, Fernando sticking his nose in a gap that was going to go, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of one of those on an opening lap. It's kind of fair enough, but any other time it would have been a bit adventurous. Mm. But yeah, Hamilton made a very good start as well. He just that lock up, and then having to hug the inside and jump over the curb just lost him. Is it three places? I think. Mm. Yeah. Kenny kind of provided their race entertainment was Hamilton pulled a mm. couple of passes. Yeah. Uh, the one Alonso was pure DRS, I think. From memory, yeah, but, it was. Um, the other couple, yeah, probably pretty straightforward. I think the Mercedes were cool the third car this weekend, so he had always had a pretty easy run at the start. Mm. And then the majority of the early race action was in the midfield down the back. It's car scrapping. Uh, both the Aston Martins missed the start because of a fuel issue. They had, yeah, they had to drain the tanks or something and then refill them. Mm, yeah, because the temperature of the fuel was below the regulated, regulated oh, okay. uh, levels. So they were putting it in too cold and to avoid the penalty of the drained cars. Ah, that's why it was. Yeah, so, which is not something I would have thought about, is fuel temperature, but I imagine, mm. imagine there's a reason for it. I think it makes a big difference to how much horsepower you get from it. Uh, the, If I remember correctly, the colder it is, the more you, horsepower you can get from it. Hmm probably find that's completely wrong on the other way around but that's how I remember <laughs> it being yeah so they both missed the start so all of the error race action was those two overtaken um, and overtaking the race for me was Vettel up the inside of Latifi at mm. turn 12 yeah it uh, hung around outside 11 and was just hugging the white line in the curb on the, the long right hand of the 12 and just kept it in track and bounds and managed to squeeze past Latifi it was one of those where he was sticking his nose up the inside and he was like, that Williams is going to end up in the ball. That's that's the standard move where, where Puma mm. Latifi ends up backwards. But yes. just managed to keep it. Yeah, it was very nice. Um, it was one of those that just enough room to get through. Nicely judged. A little bit forceful, but he did the job. He, he didn't touch him, I don't think. No. Latifi was a bit weird all weekend, I thought. He seemed to have no pace at all. No, I think he's uh, I think he's been quite badly shown up by his teammate already. Mm. It's he's had two years of in a previous car, but he's had two years in that team to to build a relationship with engineers, to get the car going to mm. his direction. They should understand what he needs from the car by now and none of that seems to be there. No. Thinks he made no progress during the race. Lap nine, and there was an overtake for the lead. Um, Max snipped up the inside of turn one. 
quite a nice move. Mm. Um, and basically, that was it for the front for a while. Leclerc couldn't really bite back at him. Just the straight line speed of the Red Bull was just yeah. so advantageous in the race that Ferrari can't really fight them unless mm. they're unless they're basically touching the back end of Max through like sector two here, one of the back straight. Unless he's right underneath his gearbox, he's he's not going to be close enough to make the move, even no. with DRS. Yeah, because he wasn't even getting close to even attempting one, even when he was at the same position back that Max was on him when he overtook him. He was nowhere near that. No. So, Red Bull Clear have got the better race car, just for that alone, because mm. well, Max has won every time he's finished, hasn't he? No? Yeah. Yeah, he literally, if he's finished a race, he's won it. Yeah, and we saw in Saudi Arabia that Leclerc closed up for the first sector, but as soon as he got to anywhere we could overtake, it, yeah. he was nowhere near close enough to make it stick and stay with him. Yeah, it was weird in general, the uh, DRS, because uh, was it Hamilton went past Alonso quite early on, mm. really easily. Yeah. And then after that, it was quite difficult for anyone to get a DRS pass. Or relatively difficult. Hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of movement in midfield early on, and then it just mm. all kind of died. Like the f- I really enjoyed the first 20 laps of this, and then I was falling asleep. Yeah, the middle part was mind-numbing. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was bits with strategy, but it wasn't that interesting. Um, mm. McLaren made a complete mess of Norris, dropping him into the middle of a battle. They ended up putting him 16th or 17th. Yeah. Completely ruined his race. Um, Alonso then gave Gasly a bit of a punt in turn one. Um, oh yes, yeah. Fernando was really well, quick but crap at the same time this yeah. weekend. Um, all his driving is a bit questionable. Though that was a major one during Gasly. Yeah, and he got a five-second penalty for that, which I think, I think was served during the race. Ooh. No, I think that was at the end. Yeah. He had done his race time, I think, because they were asking Ocon at the end to back up the pack. Ah, okay. I um, think I was nodding off again by that point. <laughs> I've just watched the best on board that, and radio that had it. Um, and they were asking Ocon basically to hold up the pack. Um, and he was saying he couldn't. But I think oh. they had. I think he managed to pull enough a gap for this penalty to stay in the points. Yeah. But then his driving continued. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> so he was trying to catch Schumacher and the really annoying chicane, uh, turn 15, 16, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he just decided to skip. At least once, but I think it was twice, but once he skipped it and it gave him DRS down the back straight because he was like a second a bit behind and he just, he did the online racing trick of I'll just ignore that corner and here Oh, yes. <laughs> so... It's one that Tom would be proud of. Uh, yeah. So that was the second penalty that he picked up, and that, I think that one was served post-race, which put him out of the points. Ah, uh, gotcha. Uh, Perez said there's a problem with his engine. Uh, Red Bull didn't believe him at first. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the car's fine. What are you on about? I'm going nowhere. Yeah. Come on, I've no power. <laughs> it's fine. It looks fine. Yeah? I know. I just love the way he's saying to them, Look at the data, you can see I'm going slower. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've lost four seconds as well. Yeah. What's going on? So, turns out I think it was a sensor issue. Uh, it was, but they failed the sensor and it was better, but they still end up losing some horsepower. Yeah. I think they said 20 kilowatts. Mm. Which I think Martin did some maths in race, which I can't remember what it was. They converted um, it to horsepower. I think it was either 28 horsepower or 20.8 horsepower. It was down. Yeah. He did a live Google. I remember that. <laughs> See, even the professionals do it. Yeah. Um. Then, well, there's not real much going on in the race at this point. Uh, then there's a uh, Gasly. Seems to have a bit of damage. Right, the, the rear his car and he's all yeah. over the place. It must be from the contact with Alonso. Yeah, because it was only like uh, one lap later, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. So he's all over the place, and then next to turn eight, he's not paying attention, really. And uh, Norris goes, tries to go past him to collide. Norris loses his wheel uh, out of the race, which brings out the safety car. So the safety car comes out. Russell benefits massively because uh, he hadn't pitted yet on his hearts. But what did you think of the Gasly and Norris incident? Um. On first viewing, I wasn't sure who was to blame, but then it was once the replay showed, Gazzy's car was clearly hobbled. He was also on the radio at the point that Norris hit him. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, he definitely could have stayed further to the right. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's Gazzy's fault in terms of he should be penalised for it, but I don't think Norris did anything wrong, is what I would say. No, no, no that radio message was... Was brilliant. It was. Uh, he was just talking away there. I was like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah." There he is. Uh, yeah, it clearly wasn't looking, which is a shame for Lando. But yeah, but it definitely spiced the race up. It did. Thank, thank God for Gasly. But uh, I think they were fine afterwards because there's a picture of them both at a nightclub in Miami together. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't so see that. I think they're pals still afterwards. So, safety car, uh, Perez pits, um, Hamilton gets given the choice to pit, which he wasn't happy about. Yeah. Um, he decides not to, and Russell also makes his one stop and goes on to fresh mediums. What did you think of the Hamilton one? We've kind of praised them before because they've consulted with Lewis on strategy. But this is one where he felt like they gave him no information, but then left up there. Yeah. I think the problem is normally when they're consulting on a strategy, it's for an upcoming call, whereas this was a call that needed to be made there and then. Mm. Um, and they should have just said to him, pit or don't pit. And I think that's what he said. He said, you tell me. I don't know what's going on. And they told him to stay out. Yeah. Whereas it, but that was like a lap later than they could have pitted him. Mm. Yeah. Because um, I think no matter how it turned out... I, believe he may have ended up behind Russell yes. but he would have then had the chance to fight with him on the same tyres yeah that's probably the only thing because he would have he would have dropped thing down towards Ocon so he'd mm. have a couple of cars to overtake then he'd be fighting George but yeah, when they had pretty much 5th and 6th in the bag it's, it, it, might, it might matter to the drivers who's in front but it really doesn't matter to the team no exactly no, I think it was overall the right call. It was just all done in the right in the wrong way, I should say. Mm. Uh, 
Safety car restart then and Max holds the lead. Quite comfortable at this point. Uh, Magnussen pulls a great move on Ocon around the outside of turn four, but uh, I then seen on the, the the onboards that a few laps before they were basically battering lumps out of each other <laughs> at the restart. Um, so the Haas had tried to get up the inside of him at turn one. They touched on the exit and lost a bit of front wing and allowed Vidal past him. I think then I think bumped again and then Magnussen pulled that great move on Ocon. Hmm. Not Ocon. Uh, Stroll. Apologies. Uh, yes, that Stroll. makes more sense. I was trying to remember how this happened. Yeah, yeah I remember saying that now. Yeah. The, the Hasses were in the wars this weekend. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, Mick. Mick, Mick. <sighs> He was on for his first points in F1. Mm. Um, he tries to defend from Ocon down in the last hairpin. Runs them both a bit wide, which allows Vettel through. And then... Uh, I'm a bit torn on this one. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, he gets he gets a good slipstream down to turn one. He leaves Vettel a lot of room. There's like a full car woods and a bit between them. Dives up the inside... Vettel doesn't see him because he's in he's too far out from his mirrors basically mm. um, turns in as if he's not there and both collide, ruins the race, Vettel retires I think Schumacher kept going but it was out the points yeah it was one where you, I've watched both onboards and I'm still not I'm, I'm not sure I'd penalise anyone if you know what I mean but yeah, it's a dive from him I'm not sure he's going to make the apex, but he's enough alongside, I think. But it's not, it's not like Alonso or whatever. But Vettel's obviously not seen him. Yeah, it, that was the same thing for me. I think the, the move was kind of on, but it was too late, and he definitely wasn't making the apex. I don't think. Hmm. Um, so Vettel would have to have kind of jumped out of the way for him to get through. Yeah. And I don't think that was ever going to happen, even if he did see him, which I don't think he did. So, yeah, I would say it's mixed fault that it happened, but same thing, I wouldn't say it's that penalty-worthy. It was just one of those things. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, maybe a bit of patience next time. But yeah, especially it, as he was in the, the points Yeah, up to there, and all he needed to do at that point was keep a calm head, and I think he got a bit excited. Hmm. Um, yeah, threw it all away because up until that point he'd had a brilliant race. Yeah, he's, he's been his first good race of the year, really. Mm-hmm. And he was maybe ahead of Magnussen at this point. I'm pretty sure he would have been ahead uh, of I Magnussen. I think he was, yeah. So he, he beat his teammate qualifying. He was going to beat him in the race. I mean, I understand why he went for it with the overspeed it had, but yeah, I just looking back and it's just one of those that you're. Uh, a bit more patience, you probably would have had a fight the next lap, and it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Learning experience. Yes. I'm sure him and Seb are still pals. Yeah, Seb did have a little dig at him where he said, uh, it's fine, but it was stupid, and it was stupid for both of us. Mm. But he didn't say stupid by both of us, he said for. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> you see where he's putting the boy in then? Yeah. But yeah, I don't think it's going to affect them too much. Not unless no. it keeps happening. No. But I did like Martin Brundle saying, you can't be friends in F1. Yeah. Making that point. It's like, it does always end in tears. Oh yeah. It's quite, 
especially if you're fighting at the top. Mm. Russell passed Hamilton off track, had to give it back. Then he, he took him in round out, so he had turn off and put easy on the fresher tyres. Yeah. Bottas helped them both. <laughs> oh, jeez, Valtteri. It was going so well for him. He was sitting yeah. in fifth. And then I think it was Russell was trying to go past Hamilton. Hamilton defended in the last hairpin. And apparently Valtteri said he was watching them too in his mirrors and just yeah. missed the corner and bumped the wall. Yeah, and there seems to be no grip on the outside of that corner at all. Once you're wide on it, that's it. You you can't get back. Yeah, because Lando had run a little bit wide there and it just looked like it stopped the car. Yeah. Like, it just wouldn't move. But yeah, it uh, was unfortunate, but still a good performance from the Alphas. Just not the best result they could have had. No. Joe had to retire at the start as well because they had a oh, yeah. problem. Um, and he got really badly blocked in qualifying. Oh, yeah. Which, it was one of those, the six cars piled up at the last corner and went to start the lap. The yeah. other people are on hot laps. To me, that's that should be a penalty for everyone in that queue, I think. Yeah, I don't know how you decide who's to blame, so I kind of agree. It's uh, anyone who's on the racing line or near it or causing a problem should be penalised. Yeah. Nothing came of that, which I thought was weird. Hmm. Then we got a wee fight for the lead. Um, Leclerc Max goes up to Verstappen. I'm not sure why Max was so slow at this point. But it got so close to him, he kind of made a half move into turn 11. Hmm. Which we didn't really see because the usual F1 TV director, well, fight for the lead's going on. Let's yeah. cut to a crowd shot. Yes. So annoying. Yep. It's just, it's brilliant. Crowd shots are the worst thing in sports. Yeah. They should be at the beginning and the end of the race. That's when you just need to see the crowd. Exactly. That's what I love about like UFC or even the way boxing is. Mm. The round, like during the fight, it's only the fight. Yeah. So that's what we want to see. The end of the round or the end of the fight, that's it. You see the crowd, you see them standing up, you might get some close ups of them. But everyone's taking the the notion that not every 20 seconds we must cut to someone sitting on their phone yeah who knows they're being filmed and must scream at the camera as soon as they realise as well yes and that's been America they do scream at the camera yep <laughs> <laughs> so it has a half move on Max and then Red Bull give Max more electrical deployment and that's it basically yeah it looked promising for a moment but yeah Max had it covered it seems yeah Um and then we got the one of the weirdest post-race interviews I've seen in a while. With, I don't know who the guy was that was interviewing him, but it was just strange. Do you know who that was? Um, no, they said like the legend, uh, <laughs> the American legend, but I can't even remember his name now. Um, no. <laughs> but I, I've never heard of him. Must be NASCAR or yeah, or so. something. Yeah. Uh, I've got the name Bubba in my head, but I don't know if I just imagined that. <laughs> <laughs> you remember been watching the Bubba Watson documentary? Remember that's when you had... Possibly, but no. <laughs> no, no idea. And then we got a completely... They went full American, basically, at this point. They had the weird interview, and then they had a, a police motorcade to take them round to the podium, which was just nonsense. Uh, yeah. 
like the the motorbike scheme got stuck in traffic jams and Jerry Halliwell was blocking them at one point. And <laughs> yeah, just complete and utter nonsense. And then we got to see them in the waiting room or the the waiting room. What do they call uh, it? Cool down the room. Driver's room. Cool down room. That's it. Yep. Carlos Sainz has his top off. Yep. Said, so don't, don't film me when I take my top off. So they waited a second and then just filmed him anyway. <laughs> Uh, you you picked up that they were swearing in there on TV and everything. Yeah, yeah there, there was definitely a, an F word at the end. I can't remember why, but it was science in reply to something that Verstappen said had happened during the race. Ah. And then there was, yeah, the bizarre podium celebrations where they all got NFL helmets instead of Pirelli caps. They got both, weirdly. Did they? <laughs> all right. yeah, they had the caps in the cool-down room, but then when they came out onto the podium they had the helmets right. that was a big reveal it? well the, the weird thing is in the cool down room Max even said oh we've got to put another helmet back on <laughs> <laughs> the, rive, the drivers looked absolutely done in at the end of the race yeah. Max looked like he was about to collapse at one point yeah and then that whole elaborate thing like you said with the police and it's just like well clearly that wasn't needed because Science and Leclerc got straight to this room <laughs> So they didn't need to take this long route round there. No, it's just typical American. Oh, let's overdo it. Yeah. Some they want to have a police motorcade. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. But that was yeah bizarre. Whole thing was bizarre. And then they tried to strangle them all on the podium at the end with streamers. <laughs> which, were, which confetti is the way to go, not streamers that all got tangled up in. Yes. It was just weird. It was just weird, Miami. You're a weird place. Miami, kind of how I expected it to be. It was a a great event. Not the greatest race, also not the worst race. But yeah, it's uh, it's unique. Yeah. Well, apparently it was the second most overtakes of the season so far. Really? And I thought it was a fairly normal Grand Prix. As I said, yeah. I really enjoyed the first 20 laps because there was a lot of fighting down the back. And just I just thought if this continues, this would be brilliant. But then, as you as the race highlights on the YouTube, which I just watched before this, is pretty damning mm. that they go from like lap nine to lap forty-seven. Yes. So <laughs> like after the first twenty minutes, it died, and then until the safety car, it kind of picked up. But next, yeah. next we're on to the the best two tracks in the calendar. We're on to Spain. Which is always exciting. And then yeah. after that, Monaco. Which I'm not sure these cars will get round. In all honesty. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking that. They're not any wider, are they? But they're longer. Mm. So that's going to be tricky. Yeah. Uh, Spain will be interesting for Mercedes because it actually gives them the chance to correlate their data with the data they got in testing to try and see what's going with this car. Yeah, but wasn't the first test in Spain with the other car? It was, yeah. Mm, so I suppose they'll be able to compare. Um, but yeah, uh, the rumours are now that if they can't work it out from Spain, that they're going to revert back to the other concept. Because I think they're saying that's slower, but they understand it. Yeah. Which is probably a better place to be. Yeah, it's a problem that they don't know how to fix. Mm. It's... Yeah, I mean, there was actually I've seen rumours today that Aston Martin are bringing a practically a brand new car to this race as well. Oh really? 
Yeah, that... they could could do with it. They had an okay showing in Miami, but they've had an awful season. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll see if I can find that. It may have been you know one of those random accounts that just cheap yeah. crap, but I'll read it and believe it most of the time. <laughs> um, but they were the it seems to be the Mercedes cars basically. I've all got it wrong in some form. Yeah. Um, but if if Mercedes are going to revert back to that old car, it may be worth it in the long term. Because yeah. there's no point in cracking on for a full year of a car you can't get on top of. Unless you think it's going to be a winner next year. Yeah, because when the car is how they want it to be, it's quick. But they just cannot get it to be in that window and they don't understand why it falls out the window so easily. Mm. So if you can't get that consistency with it you may as well have something that's maybe a little bit slower but you can understand how to improve it and how to be consistent with it yeah i'm going to go into an open mind in spain with the new cars that might be a bit better yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not convinced no but but yeah like, like you say we we haven't seen these cars racing around barcelona before so oh there was one move that we forgot about uh, Perez had his lunge on Sainz. Oh, yes, the uh, the Tom manoeuvre. <laughs> yeah, it was a big lunge, but Sainz kind of moved in the braking zone, which, like, Perez locked up good in the corner, which I don't think he was making anyway. But no. the little movement for Sainz probably exacerbated the problem for him. Yeah, I think, was it Brundle was saying that um, as soon as Sainz started moving over, Perez had to move slightly as well, and that means that he was turning while braking, so he couldn't slow down as much. Mm. Um, but yeah, I agree. I don't think he was making the corner, but or rather, I should say, I don't think he was making the apex, but he might have made it more so he could sort of block Sainz on the way in rather than just steaming straight past him. Mm. Yeah. So, but yeah, that'll, be, that'll do it for the first Miami Grand Prix. The the lead's down already to 19 points. Mm-hmm. So Max is closing it up. George Russell's still ahead of signs, which shows a horrible run that he's been on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Lewis Hamilton, six on a point ahead of Lando. McCarn yeah. were a bit funny this week as well. They, they didn't have much pace. No. Um, they didn't have much luck in the race either to see if they did have any more. No. But it, it didn't look great for them. No. Shame. A lot of cars seem to be hot or cold, depending on the track, apart from the front two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you might be back next week for British Touring Cars. Oh, yes, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, is it Brands Hatch, I think, isn't it? It is. Brands Hatch Indy, which mm. is always a fun one. Yes, I do like the Indy circuit, even if it, they never get round it in qualifying without major instance of <laughs> blocking. Yeah. At least I've got the rule where you have a red flag, you always go up. Yeah. So at least I've, at least yeah, I've got that. True. But yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, I'm going to try and catch up when I get, as soon as I get back. Um, mm. So I'll be trying to avoid the results. Unless you guys put a podcast, then I'll listen to it. But apart from that, I might avoid the results till Friday. Ah, uh, yes. But yeah, it should be fun. I'm just hoping the weather holds out for it as well. Yes. And then we're back for Spain. Which will be riveting. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, any more for you, Nick? No, that's it for me. So, brief, brief look at the first Miami Grand Prix. 
thank you very much for downloading. Uh, if you enjoyed this, share it, give it a review, a good one, please, on iTunes and whatever you listen to this. And we'll be back. We'll be back soon with Brands Hatch and also Spain. So we'll see you then. See ya.